Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap of praise as we get ready for our Bible study. I just love that song. I love the rendition of it. I love you, Jesus. I worship you more and more than anything. I worship and adore you. Excuse me. I love that song. But we're going to get into our Bible study. Welcome to our uh, Wednesday night Bible study, our finishing school Bible study. I'm not going to hold us too long. I want to jump right into some words. So if you have your uh, if your hearts and minds are prepared, let's bow our heads and go before the Lord in prayer on this evening. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, oh God, for this time. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for your holiness. We thank you, God, for being who you are, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We thank you for just being Jehovah, uh, Elohim. We thank you, God, for all that you've done, for all that you are, for all that you've been, God. Now, God, be in the midst of each and every home, be in the midst of each and every person, be in the midst of each and every family, God, so that revelation can be had, God, so that we can get a better understanding of your word, so we can draw closer to you, oh God, so that we can understand just what it is that you would have for our life, the principles that you govern our life by, that you ask us to live by. God, we know that your word says to study, to show thyself, approve a workman who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. So God, as we prepare our hearts and minds for the word of God on this evening, you have full reign, full authority, and full dominion, God. I decrease that you might increase, speak through me, speak by me, and speak also to me, so that lives can be changed, souls can be delivered, and you can get the glory. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Let's say amen, 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 amen. So on this evening, we're going to uh, continue with finishing school and get back into this place of this evening, we're going to be dealing with uh, versatility, versatility in life and in ministry. Uh, real quick, grab your Bibles because I got a lot of text for you all this evening. Lift up your Bibles and let's make our Bible decoration, Bible cell phone, whatever it may be, and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you open up your Bibles on this evening, if you open up your Bibles this evening, I want to deal with this topic called versatility in life and ministry. And our first text this morning is going to come from the book of Isaiah, the 10th chapter, 10th chapter, excuse me, Isaiah, the 10th chapter, looking at the 27th verse, Isaiah, the 10th chapter, looking at the 27th verse. Uh, once again, if you open up your Bibles, we're going to be there real quick and, uh, we're going to make sure that we get this covered. Um, we're going to bring it up on the screen so that you all can see it on the screen as well. Once again, Isaiah, the 10th chapter, looking at the 27th verse. Isaiah, the 10th chapter, looking at the 27th verse. And it reads simply as this. It reads simply as this. So it will be in that day that his burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be broken because of fatness. And the yoke will be broken because of fatness. It says once again, so it will be in that day that his burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be broken because of 
fatness, because of fatness. Um, anytime we're discussing versatility, we have to realize some things that, that I need you to be aware of. I need you to be aware of some certain things and some certain understandings about versatility. Anytime you're going, uh, you're going into a place or a mindset of versatility, we have to realize that the yolks have to be destroyed. What is a yolk? We're not talking about the egg yolks that when you crack open the egg, the yolk that comes out of the egg. What we're talking about is a harness that used to connect the oxen or connect the sheep, connect the cows, whatever it may be, so that they could work together. A lot of times when we're dealing with uh, life, we have yoked ourselves to a lot of things that we should not be connected with, things that we should not have accepted in our life that we have yoked ourselves to. Um, uh, the, the, the spirit of bondage, the spirit of fear, the spirit of lack, the spirit of poverty, the spirit of, of, of anger. We have yoked ourselves with these things, and these things have, uh, have ran our lives for so many times, so, many, so much of our time. Um, the spirit of burden, um, the, the, the imbalance in our life between serving God and serving our family, the imbalance of serving God and wanting to be in the street and being in the world and trying to be of the world, the spirit of serving God and serving uh, man and, and serving man. We have yoked ourselves together in these mindsets and with these things. And so now when it's time to break free of these yokes, it becomes hard and we have to get into a mindset of how to operate according to the will of God, the purpose of God, and the plan of God. Somebody say, I got to break these yokes. I, I, I got to break these yokes. I got to get rid of these things. I got to become more versatile in, in, in the kingdom of God. I got to become more versatile in the things of God, versatile in the way that I'm supposed to live, versatile in the way that I'm supposed to operate, versatile in the way that I do ministry. Right now, we see in ministry for my, for my pastors and my elders and my deacons, the way we see ministry, we have had to adopt a versatile mindset because ministry has changed over the last 60 days. For some that thought that streaming and being online was just a, a, a hobby or something that was just added, now has uh, streaming and things like that have become the forefront of ministries for the last 60 days. It has become the forefront of how we communicate and relay the word with one another. With one another, excuse me. We have gotten into a place where we have had to step out of comfort zones and become more versatile. It's the same thing with our life. So many things that we have accepted in our life have simply become comfortable. And now it's time to let go of those things and become more versatile with the way that we operate, the way that we see, the way that our mindset goes, the way that, the way that things have happened. We have to become more versatile in the way that we do. This uh, word versatile simply means this. The, excuse me, the ability to adapt or be adapted to by many different functions or activities. The ability to adapt or be adapted to by many different functions or activities. When we're talking about the, 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 the definition of versatility, 
we have to go into a mindset where we have to be able to adapt to the situation. Uh, you have to adapt to uh, what's happening in the signs of the times. Not that you get away from the word of God or the purpose of God or the plan of God, or but we have to adapt to things according to what we're uh, what what the earth and the environment is producing right now. We can't use the same old tactics that we used 30 and 40 years ago when certain technology wasn't out there now and and still keep trying to use that instead of stepping forward and doing doing things the way that God called us to do. Amen. So now we have to see things for what it is. See things for how it should be. And once again that definition of versatility is simply this, the ability to adopt many different functions or activities. Not only that, but versatility though has its enemies. Somebody say versatility has enemies. Enemies. It has enemies. What are those enemies? What are you saying, Pastor? What What do you mean versatility has enemies? I'm versatile. I, 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 I was versatile when I played sports. I was versatile when I talked to people. I'm versatile in my own environments. I'm versatile at work. But versatility in the body of Christ has its enemies. And those enemies are such like tradition. Oh, I know I know some people looking looking down right now because tradition has been taught to you and is not necessarily of God. Tradition has been taught to you and is not necessarily the way that God sees ministry moving forward. Traditions have been taught to you because it was a certain way of doing things back then. In your life, there are certain traditions. I remember the old story about how grandma used to uh, uh, fix hams and in the pot that she used, she would always cut the hams or the ends of the hams on both ends and that became a tradition for the family the mother the daughter took that and then the daughter taught her daughter that and the daughter taught her son that and it became this tradition and they were cutting vital parts of the ham or important parts of the ham that could have been eaten or used but they did it because that's what grandma did with hers the reality was that grandma did it because her pot wasn't big enough she didn't do it because she wanted to do it she did it so that it could fit in the pot but it became a tradition, so everybody from that point on, whether they had a big enough pot or anything else, they cut the ends of the ham off. So now it's, Grandma did it like this, so I'm going to do it like this. Grandma, and, and you bet not change the way Grandma did it. And you come up with your own rationale for why Grandma did it. It's the same thing for a lot of us in the body of Christ. A lot of us don't understand why we do certain things in the church. They don't understand. It's just been taught. It, it's been taught for a long time. You bet not ever, and I wore my hat for a reason this not tonight. You bet not ever wear a hat behind the pulpit. You bet not ever wear jeans behind the pulpit. You bet not ever come in the church looking this certain way. Even though the church says what? Come as you are. But you bet not come as you are. We're talking about spiritually coming in as you are. You, you, you know you still need to go find your Sunday suit. You know you still need to find, find that big hat to put on your head. You still got to make sure you do certain things because this is what tradition has taught. And because my grandfather did it, the pastor of the church did it, and this is how they said do it, this becomes law. 
And so even we even do that when it comes to the word of God. It, because somebody didn't teach a certain thing. You automatically say, well, that's not what my pastor taught, so I'm not listening to it. You know, that, that's not how we taught. We, we weren't taught to do this. We weren't taught to act like this. This is what we were taught, and this is what we'll stick to. But a lot of times doing that and becoming that person will cause you to lose out on what God has for you and how God prepares plans for your life. See, to, to be versatile means that uh, above being well-rounded in every approach, get that, being well-rounded in every approach with your performance and demonstration, a person or ministry must be able to adapt to many different functions or activities and is able to undertake and accomplish much and do it well. Being versatile means that I have to have a diversity about me. I got to be able to multitask, multifunction, accomplish much, but at the same token, I have to do it well. It also means staying true to what one has been called to and anointed to accomplish. Because there is an ability, even an anointing, to do many things on your life. There's an ability and anointing to do many things on your life. So we're going to look at some scripture. I told you I got plenty of scripture for you on this evening. And, and we're going to look at Matthew, the 15th chapter, looking at the first through the ninth verse. Matthew, the 15th chapter, looking at the first through the ninth verse. The first through the ninth verse. I'm going to give you a chance to get there. It's in the New Testament, first book of the New Testament. And we're going to look at the first through the ninth verse. And once again, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. If most of y'all don't know that by now, uh, I use the New American Standard Bible. And that's what we're going to be reading from right now. The Bible says this in the first verse. It said, then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, why do, you why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? Get that. I want somebody to underline that. Why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. Mm, give me one second. I know that it's not showing up. Why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, why do you yourselves transgress the, com the commandment of God for the sake of your traditions? This was Jesus speaking to them. And he said, for God said, honor your father and your mother. And he who speaks evil of fathers or mothers is to be put to what? Death. He said, but you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever I have that would help you, has been given to God. He is not to honor his father or his mother, and by this you invalidate the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Verse number six, you verse number seven says, You hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Verse number nine said, but in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. I want you to hear that last thing. Verse number eight again said, the, this people honors me with their lips. They were doing a lot of lip service. But the heart is far away 
from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. The precepts of men. So now when we're uh, dealing with this and we're understanding where we are, we have to get to a place of knowing that our versatility, uh, uh, that, versi that traditions hold us bound and keep us back from understanding and living out the mandate that God called into our life. This place that we were talking where, where the Pharisees had went to Jesus and said, why don't they wash their hands? Something as small and as minute as washing their hands. Why don't they wash their hands before they eat? Now, we know that right now we got to wash our hands. We got we to gotta do that, and we have to, 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 to live a cleanly life right now, and period, in our life that we live this cleanly life. But Jesus said, you, you worried about that. But what about how you act when it comes to honoring me? My, my word tells you to honor your father and your mother. And yet and still you say that you don't have it to take care of your father and your mother, but you use the excuse that because you gave it to me, you can't take care of them. And you're in vain when you're worshiping me. You're in vain when you're saying these things to me because you're not doing it out of your heart. You're doing it out of spite. So that you don't have to give in to the people. That you don't have to honor your father and your mother. That you don't have to be this person that lives with a, uh, lives with a standard. You're doing it so you don't have to do it. And, and so now you've got caught up in the tradition instead of understanding what you're supposed to be doing. See, but versatility once again has its enemies, like I said. The first thing that versatility does, versatility allows you, let, let's get it straight, a versatility when you're talking about, uh, when you're talking about your, the, the issues, it makes your words of no effect or benefit for the persons operating in it. It makes your words of no effect. That means your words have no power from that simple statement. Your, your words don't have any power. Your words are not operating and functioning the way that they should. So now, if your words are not functioning properly, if your words are not doing, to, doing what they're supposed to be, you're just, once again, like Scripture just said, giving lip service. Verse seven said, I mean, verse six said that you're giving lip service because you are not doing it the way that God has called you to do it. Because you're not honoring what you're supposed to be honoring. You're not acting the way that you're supposed to be acting. So you're just giving lip service about your faith, about your relationship, about who God has called you to be. Not only that, we're, we're having technical difficulties, everybody, so bear with me. But not only that, it causes people and ministry to become stagnant. It causes people and ministry to become stagnant. Because you've lived in tradition for so long, you won't allow the power of God, the anointing of God, the work of God to take the forefront in your ministry or even in your life. Because you have done it your way, you have done it with the way that makes you happy, you're scared to step out of your comfort zone. You're scared to step out and see what God can do in your life. 
See what God can do with your ministry. To see what God can, 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 can become for you. But you have lived by and constantly said that you walk by faith and not by sight. But you have allowed your traditions to hold you back. And not all traditions are bad traditions. But traditions that stop you from doing the work of God. The will, uh, for living by the will of God and by the plan of God are stagnating you from seeing the blessings of God if I'm not living according to what the word says because I'm so bound by traditions of what man says then I'm stepping out of the realm of who God has called me to be because he said God said I am not a man that I shall lie nor the son of man that I shall repent if I said it I shall perform it so whose word are you going to believe whose report are you going to believe the report of the Lord or the report of man when man is in caught up in tradition it will stop you from stepping forward and saying God this is what God said. This is what God told me to do. This is how God God said we need to, we're in a season where the seven avenues of, 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 of understanding, the seven avenues of entertainment, when you're talking about the family and you're talking about media and you're talking about all the different forms of this thing, if we are not able to accept that times are changing and evolving as a ministry and evolving in our life, we'll get left back here and we'll still be saying, well, I'm going to sit right here until God come because God ain't pleased with that. While everything, while God is simply moving ministry forward and saying, well done, my good and faithful servant, because you stepped out. You'll be just like that person who had the one talent that said, I'll hold on to that talent because I know you're a, you're a harsh master. Instead of investing that talent that you have in this new season, and looking for ways to explore, expand the, your reach with the word of God, your relationship with God, and your, your, your time with God. If you're not able to, be, uh, 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 to operate with versatility, you're going to miss the mark of what God is calling you to do. Somebody declared that I'm operating in versatility. So now, 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 now. When we're looking at this, we, we first identified that, that, that we have to make our word, the, that living in tradition makes your words of no effect or benefits of the person operating in it. Number two, it causes people and ministries to become stagnant. Number three is simply this, can cause, can be the cause of one missing God. One missing God. Because you have gotten in your mind that God can only come to you in a certain way. You, you, you gotten into your mindset that, uh, that, that I got to do this. I have this routine tradition that I was taught, and this is the only way that I can communicate with God. This is the only way that, I'm, that, that, that I'll hear from God. And God is steadily, constantly evolving you and telling you to step out of your comfort zone and step out of your traditions and step out of what man has simply said to you and get into my presence and get into my face and listen for my voice. Because my voice may not sound like what you heard 30 years ago. Uh, my, voice is, my voice may be relaying to you a new opportunity for ministry, a new opportunity for your life, a new opportunity to go into another region, into another area, but you're not listening to me because you're so consumed with doing things based upon the traditions of man. 
and not looking at what I am doing. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. But how am I going to be holy? Because I'm in the face of God and I'm listening to God and I'm understanding God and understanding what God is trying to do with my life. And how is God trying to minister to people through my life? There used to be a time, I remember when I wrote my book, that I was talking to the pastor who published my book for me. And when I was, tra the transparency of my book, he was like, we weren't taught that in seminary. We were taught to be above the people. He said, so we never came down and we acted like there was never any issues with our lives. There was never anything that we went through because we needed to be above the people. He said, but your transparency seems to be something that is engaging with everybody. And I said, yeah, I said, because God took the things that I was allowed to go through. They, they, they weren't allowed. I wasn't just allowed to go through it for my own benefit. It wasn't just to say that I went through it. It was so that when, when God elevated me and God called me for that my testimony would speak volumes for itself. When my testimony came out and when I began to talk to people, more people were delivered because they were overcome by the words of my testimony. That's what scripture says. That we are overcome by the words of our testimony. So people were able to be delivered and set free from things that they have been struggling with. People were able to come clean with, and, and, and deal with the anger issues from brokenness, from things that they dealt with because of the transparency that somebody who was in leadership took on. And so now that's part of this transition and being versatile because I can't just sit here and stand here, Kevin, and sit there and say that I'm bigger and better. I got to say that I'm, I'm a work in progress. And because I'm a work in progress, if we get together and God uses me to minister to you, you see the transparency that I have. So now you can relate to it and say, you know what? If God brought him through it, he sure can do it for me. He sure can bring me out of my mess. If, if, if somebody would be transparent with me and tell me what they struggle with. Tell me what they dealt with. Tell me what they went through. And then told me how God brought them out and brought them through. Then I know there's hope for me. So the transparency and the versatility of the word. And we're going to get into, we're going to get into some more scripture about the apostle Paul. But the transparency and the versatility of the word. Because the word is living. The word from Genesis to Revelations is a living word and it can apply to your life one way in this season of your life and one way in that season of your life. But God said that my word stands true. So now if I'm versatile in my approach, I may have to get over here and, and, and speak proper English to someone. I may have to use a lot of scripture with someone when I'm talking about my testimony. But over here, I may have to come to somebody else that's on the street. And I got to be able to relate to them and not be above them when I'm trying to minister to them. So now we have to have this versatility. Somebody say versatility. Next, not only this, but we got to deal with this. If you continue to live in tradition, get this. If you continue to only allow tradition to lead your life, you'll find out that it may not be honored by God. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you saying the way that we was taught to march down the aisle, Pastor, that that may not be honored by God? If you made it about man before God, if, you may, if, you, if you're only doing it because man has commanded you to do it and you missed the mark of what God said do, then yeah, it might not be honored by God. Well, God, we, well, well, God knows this is the way that we're supposed to do it here because we're this denomination. We're this body of Christ over here. We're this body of Christ. This is the way that we're supposed to do it, and I'm not changing for nobody. Well, how do you know that's still honored by God? How do you know that that was not done? And I understand tradition. Don't get me wrong. I understand the place of tradition in ministry, a place in tradition in churches. I'm not negating tradition. But there are certain things that we're still doing that may not be of God, and we're constantly doing it and not knowing if that is honoring God. But because we've been taught it, we believe that it's supposed to be that, that that's the righteous thing to do. And yet we're missing the mark of serving a God, of serving God. Somebody say it's time to honor God. It's time to honor God because God is the reason that we're here. God is the reason and the purpose for our whole being. We live and move and have our being in who? In Christ. We live and move and have our being. That, that, that takes us and separates us from a certain place. So now, let us see a popular example of one who almost missed the mark because of his traditions. If you open up your Bibles and we look at uh, Galatians, the first chapter. Galatians, the first chapter. And let me, Galatians, the first chapter, excuse me. We're going to look at scripture and understand how do we overcome tradition. But we're going to look at Galatians, the first chapter, and deal with how do we overcome traditions and embrace versatility. We're looking for Jesus. That, that, that's, what we're, that's what our mind, mindset is right now. We're looking for Jesus. Matter of fact, before we even jump to Galatians, Let's look at let's look at a couple of, of categories. I got eight things for you. Eight things for you. How to overcome traditions and embrace versatility. How to overcome traditions and embrace versatility. First thing is this. We realize and have to ask ourselves, is Jesus present? Is Jesus present when we're dealing with breaking tradition, how to overcome tradition and embrace versatility. We do it by looking for Jesus. So first of all, we, we, we're looking to see if Jesus is present. Is Jesus glorified? Is Jesus magnified? That's what we're looking for. And we're going to look real quick at Galatians, the first chapter, the 11th through the 17th verse. Galatians, the first chapter, the 11th through the through the uh, 17th verse. Galatians, the first chapter. Verse 
And it says this. I love technology. <laughs> For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from, from any man, nor was I taught it. But I received it through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. Amen. It goes on to say, and I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions. Get this. What? The traditions of my fathers. I, I was zealous for this. He said, he said look, I, I, was ex I, I, was, I, I was growing. And, and, and I was advancing in Judaism. I, learned, I was learning the law. I was being deliberate about this, and I was zealous, uh, and, and, so, and so extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace, because he identified just what it was, was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone. He said, look. When God called me, I didn't run and, 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 and try to make sure and validate it through somebody else. I didn't run and do that. He said, I was, he said the son was, I was pleased to reveal his son to me. God was pleased to show me his son. He said, in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Because even right there, that was breaking tradition for Paul. Jesus Christ had not been offered to the Gentiles. Jesus was, we were, they were still in the process of trying to con convert the Judaism, convert those who, who, who walked in Judaism. He said, but I was, I was pleased in order that I might preach among him to the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem uh, to those who were apostles before me. I didn't even go to the leaders. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Because if I had gone, Paul, what Paul is saying, if I had gone to those who, 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 who knew, the, knew the law, if I had gone to those who, who had been converted, who were disciples of Christ, they would have told me that it was crazy for me to go to the Gentiles. They would have told me that that wasn't God. But Paul said, listen, I, I learned, I heard this from God. I had a direct encounter with God. I didn't have to run to somebody else. Jesus met me on the road of Damascus. And he changed my complete life around. So now, if, if I'm not going to uh, allow traditions of man to stop what God has called me to do. And somebody needs to know right now, God has been speaking to you some radical things. Some radical designs, some radical plans, some radical ministry opportunities. And simply put, you can't, God, he's telling you to hold that baby in you. Let that thing be birthed from you. You ain't got to expose it to everybody. Simply get in my face, talk to me about what it is, and watch what I do in your life. Stop running and trying to, trying to get confirmation about what I said. If it lines up with the word of God, 
Radical ministry lines up with this right here. If, if, if it lines up with the word of God, stop worrying about what others might say to you. Why? Because now when he said, because I went away to Damascus. So we have to first make sure Jesus is present in whatever it is that we're attempting to do. We also got to make sure that Jesus is glorified. That means this is not about self-promotion. This is not about me doing it on my own. But I'm doing it through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm doing it because I'm spending my time in the word of God. I'm doing it because I'm spending my time in the face of God. And I'm making sure that I glorify Jesus in everything that I do. So many people used to say, Pastor Thomas, you online all the time. You on Facebook, you got, a, you got the website, you're doing all of this. Are you sure that's what God is calling you into? And now look where we're at right now. Look, look, look where we're at. Is Jesus magnified? Is he glorified? Is he magnified? Are you lifting him up? He said, if I be lifted up, I'll do what? I'll draw all men unto me. Is Jesus exalted in whatever it is that you're doing? Is Jesus the focus of what you're doing? Is Jesus your sole focus? Is winning souls for the kingdom your sole focus? Is telling people about the love of Jesus, the repentance, the opportunity to come, become a part of the kingdom of God, to be kingdom citizens, to be heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. I don't care about the rest of the stuff. Yes, it's wonderful to talk about the blessings. Yes, it's wonderful to talk about the benefits. But are you simply telling people about salvation through Jesus Christ? That has to be the first and foremost focus of any kind of evangelism, any kind of walk that we're doing. When we're at work, is your life so becoming that others are seeing your father and glorifying your father which is in you? Is that, uh, are you able to do that? Is Jesus the focus when you're sitting behind that computer and doing your work because you're doing work in excellence? Is Jesus that focus that you're looking for? Are you putting him, are you exalting him? Are you, or are you looking at the resource that's been provided, that paycheck? Or are you looking at Jesus as your source? Are you looking at God the Father saying, God, you gave this opportunity to me. So I'm going to show you glory in all that I do. Traditions alter our taste. Traditions alter our taste. Oh, I don't want to go over there to that. Alter are altered by our traditions. Did you see the way they dress when they go to church? Traditions. Our culture is, 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 is promoted through our actions. The culture. And not saying that all things are bad. But we got to get to a place of understanding just what it is that's going on in our life. Just what's taking place in our life. How are we operating? How are we moving? How are we extending, extend, extending the way that God has called us to be? What is it that we're doing? Our comfort. Our comfort. How is our comfort being related? How is our comfort established? How is our comfort doing? What is it that God has called us into and called us back into because things have not been established properly? We've been so much, we spend so much time on versatility or traditions that we miss the opportunity for movement. And the Holy Spirit is constantly moving.
It should be constantly moving in our life. Amen. And so not only that, we see, we, we looked at taste, prejudice, culture, comfort, style, genres, and colors. Oh, I can't get with them. I, I can't get with this new age gospel music. <laughs> All of us have been there. All of us have experienced it. I can't get with, with, with how they, how they worship in now. But there are a lot of people being saved by that same thing. And if we miss the mark of saying, you know what, I'm going to sit right here until it get back to what I like. We miss the mark of God moving forward. Our class. Our class. What is our class? The, the social class that we live in. Oh, if everybody in the congregation is not wealthy, I don't want to go to that church. Well, you might miss the prophetic voice of God. You might just be missing out with who God said, who God has called into your life. But I can't go there. So now our class. But not only that, we're going we're gonna to keep going. We, we know that uh, 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 when it comes to uh, biblical Christ-like versatility, it changes those same areas. It changes our taste buds. Uh, there are some things, there are some people who are very basic when they eat food. They'll never step out and try something new. And they miss the, the, the opportunity of certain things in their life because it's been, ba because they are so, they've been so conformed to say, I'm not eating anything but chicken. I'm not eating anything but, but a, 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 a roast beef. I'm only eating macaroni and cheese if it's cooked this way. I'm only going to eat this if it's cooked that way. And they miss a whole plethora of new foods. I won't eat any fruits besides strawberries and oranges and grapes. But you miss the sweetness of uh, a, a kiwi fruit. You miss the sweetness of a pineapple. And, and, then, and when they finally get a hold of it, it opens up their mind. Have I been long? How did I miss this? But yet and still, it's the same way in faith. God, I'm simply saying this. God, I'm simply doing it this way. And because I'm doing it this way, I got, I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable right here. I'm comfortable in what I'm doing. I'm comfortable in how I've been operating. So now, what is it that I must do to change my nature? Somebody declares, it's time to change some things. It's, it's time to change some things about the way that I've operated.